0: hey jenna thanks for joining me on the all-in podcast um you're in kitchener what are you up to uh what are you up to right now
1: talking to you girl i am so excited uh other than
0: that i wish i was standing in the sun (laughs) yeah it's so warm today it's so nice yeah it's finally finally so nice 27 degrees i think god bless I know, yeah. I bet you wish you were sitting by the beach in Whistler right now with that temperature, though. Oh,
1: girl. We gotta wait for it to warm up, though, in Whistler. It's probably still 10 degrees and raining there.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I saw someone, like, maybe Mikey posted something about, like, fog days or something. Yeah, it's so sad. Yeah. Yeah, remember when we used to go fog boarding? Oh my God, and maniac boarding. Yeah, maniac cruising. Maniac cruising. Oh my God, oh so gosh. good. So tell me about how training in Whistler has changed because you grew up like in Kitchener and riding at what's what's the mountain in Kitchener? Chicopee. Yeah. Chicopee. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like how has making the change um, affected your training and just like your riding and your life? (laughs) Riding at Chicopee was always so much fun. It was just like
1: just going out and hanging out with your friends. Um, And now moving to Whistler and everything features have grown i would say a little bit (laughs) um crowds have changed a bit and things have gotten a lot more serious so although i'm having a lot of fun on my board um i'm now i'm training with my team and i'm really focusing on progressing Um, and it doesn't happen as organically as it used to, (laughs) because that's basically my whole goal now. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, a lot has changed.
0: Yeah. So run me through like a day of say like jump camp, like when do you get up and what do you guys do all day?
1: Oh my gosh. Jump camp is the best camp ever.
0: And oh yeah, I miss right. jump camp.
1: I'm thinking of January jump camp. So this would be, the, okay, January is chilly, chilly in Whistler. Probably lots of snow on the ground. I'm waking up at like, let's say like 8 a.m., uh, maybe 9 a.m. It's not too rough
0: for <laughs> <So laughs> sure. on the
1: West Coast. <laughs> Um, and then, eat a healthy breakfast, obviously, maybe let's do a green smoothie with, uh, <laughs> a whole wheat slice of toast, some avocado and an egg, and you are fueled for the day, girlfriend. <laughs> Amazing. And then, um, always stretches in the morning. If I can get some meditation in, that is key to clear my head and just sort of chill out and, um get my focus on point for the day. Um, but then we'll start jumping. We'll head to the mountain and I think we'll start jumping around 11. We wait for the snow to warm up a bit. Um, yeah. Cause it gets pretty icy. You know all about that girl. Yeah. It's like
0: bulletproof. Yeah. yeah, bulletproof. So we wait until like 11. Yeah. Oh my God, I miss having you there. Sprint. I know, I really, really miss it. Yeah, oh my God. those are good times taking the sled up. You remember, was it you who got hit with a chunk of ice on the sled and it, into oh. like your face? <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, my lip was huge. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. I feel like that sled was dangerous. Yeah, it was dangerous. <laughs> Chunks just
1: hit you in the face. you yeah. yeah.
0: dodge them. Yeah.
1: But it's a lot of fun. So yeah, yeah, so we would go board in and then we would go hit the gym. Matt's favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> you know, know what, I went to...
0: I went to the gym in uh, January when I went uh, when Quincy and I went, and uh, yeah, they. I wanted to get into the national team gym. I was with you, right? Yeah, we went and. and they said that they remembered me as like the girl who wanted to train off snow more than on snow <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah jen said that you're so funny, yeah man. Was like, that how was do you January remember that camp too <laughs> yeah yeah you're right there was a jump camp yeah all the dev team athletes were there and stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man that's so, so, so funny you know what i never rode park the whole time i was there <laughs> No like i think way. i went like a couple laps yeah yeah we it was just like a fun we rode pow we went to seventh heaven it was awesome oh lucky diva that's about that i one. know yeah it was awesome it's pretty have good to come back and visit yeah definitely on the list so I'm, back to the uh whistler training you guys do some trampoline training at uh a bounce yeah totally. um Do you you guys do that often? Do you find it really beneficial for snowboarding, like the air awareness and stuff like that? Oh, totally, girl. Oh, I miss it. Um, So
1: we'll usually do it um, early summer and then maybe like moving in towards fall or yeah, like fall. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because summer and winter, we're pretty much traveling Busy Bees. Uh, but yeah. when we were in Whistler, yeah, we had to bounce, and we trained with Dean, um, shoot, I think it, I don't know how to pro- pronounce his last name. I think it's Berkovich. I think it's Berkovich. Yeah,
0: I, I forget how, to. He's so Yeah, but Dean's a man. Good. Dean is the man. Yeah, oh You should link, put a
1: link of his skiing, oh, my God, or, like, any of his tramp maneuvers, but that guy is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, lots of flipping, lots of uh, strengthening and air awareness, like you said, it's key for us sporters. Um, uh, yeah, it's important to understand how your body works in the air and um, what's gonna happen if you, you know, open up, close up. Um, yeah. yeah. Try to- uh, Well, like when you're- You sent- know, slow it down. You gotta figure that out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. When you're sending it off an 80 foot jump, like, like you could die if you don't land properly. Like, honestly, I don't think people realize that sometimes, like they just watch and they're like, okay, like whatever, you know, any other sport, it's like, you got to perform, um, like whatever you practiced and so on and so forth. But it's like, you could just catch an edge and like die.
1: You're right. We should really shed some light on that situation because when you're hitting a jump, no matter how big it is, like, if you're starting out, you should still have some air awareness. Like, yeah, you yeah. can catch an edge. Oh, yeah. Your, your head is so, so precious, and we're just starting to get into the early stages of um, concussion, like, uh, importance these days. I feel like we really need to make that clear to people that just a little tap on the head can, yeah, be a really really bad uh situation in the long term
0: yeah game changer for sure game
1: changer for sure so awareness is key and jumping on trampolines is also a lot of fun so i think everyone should do that (laughs) yeah oh (laughs) definitely um (laughs) but but yeah. yeah we have a lot of fun and we learn lots and we get stronger on trampolines as well
0: yeah. Yeah. Speaking of concussions, you had one, I think, was it last season um, that you had a concussion two, or two seasons two ago? Go now. Yeah. And it was
1: a long recovery for me. Quite the wake up call, actually. Um, yeah. What happened was I was in check and I didn't catch an edge, but I didn't have enough speed for a jump and we had a bit of a break and what I should have done um, after lunch was check the speed and sort of test it out but the adrenaline was pumping and I was really excited <laughs> and I just hit yeah. the jump and I definitely should had have, have done that but um, yeah I just didn't have enough speed to clear it and I hit my head and it was gnarly man it was really scary everything went black yeah. and I I was conscious a little bit, but all I could say to myself was, "I uh, like pull it together, like stay here, like you're not going anywhere today." Oh my gosh, which is kind that's of really scary, gnarly. But that's really all I could think of. And then, as everything came back to me, I just realized how lucky I was and how scary the whole situation was. But that being said, I did have a a lucky situation whereas my recovery didn't um or my symptoms didn't include uh some sketchy stuff like not remembering where I had been earlier that day or like foggy I wasn't too foggy I was mostly just dealing with um muscle tension uh, tension headaches yeah and that took about nine months so that's yeah
0: that's crazy that's a long time, yeah. But you're lucky, yeah. You you remembered where you were, and you didn't have any of those like long-term brain impacts. Have you had any? Yeah, I've had a bunch, and uh, yeah, they're not not great. But I never had any that was like nine months. You know, it was more like one month or like those like minor ones, or who knows? Maybe there was ones that no one knew. Like you know, I feel like we actually probably. Have- all gotten concussions that we didn't even know that we really had concussions probably. or we just kind of passed it off like I don't know I have a headache yeah but, totally yeah.
1: that's the thing though those yeah. short ones your symptoms are probably a little different than the nine months of tension headaches I'm guessing yeah
0: I'm. yeah oh yeah it was just like one month and I would just be like I'd feel like a little headache or something but it'd be fine like yeah. oh
1: but yeah. W- were you not dealing with any funky like brain fog or Memory loss. No. And well, that
0: stuff? I did get one in grade nine, and I had to read exams after, and I was really foggy after that. I remember. Okay. But uh, other than that, no. Yeah, That's it wasn't good. that bad. Those ones kind of scary. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. They well, they say a lot too. Like, if you've had all the small ones, like, you never know the next one could be what's the really bad one, right? Totally. That's what they so. say. It's the one after that you want to be yeah. afraid of. Which, yeah.
1: Yeah. Didn't scare me so.
0: <laughs> Yolo.
1: I'm in love with snowboarding. I
0: don't care. <laughs> Amazing. Freaking the things we do, it's crazy. Yeah, man. It's <laughs> so many injuries. Yeah. 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 So, like, what's your what's your season look like? I know, like back in the day we were traveling a lot and I think you guys even traveled a lot more than than I like I never went to Australia or New Zealand so maybe run me through like a full year what you do like where you go like show where you travel right oh my gosh I'm so
1: excited for Australia and New Zealand so we're gonna go to Uh well it'll start in
0: July did you say why no, I'm saying like, oh, like, I just miss it. That'd be sick. Oh, I want to go there. No, I know I should just come just to join. Yeah, yeah. My that'd be awesome. You can stay with us. <laughs> totally. Yeah, someday I'm going to do it. I'm going to take you up on that. And I'm going to come intro. and like, I'll be Coach Nat. Coach Nat. That'll be so much <laughs> Coach fun. Coach Nat. Send it back. Yes. Classic me. Whenever yeah. I was injured at any event, I was Coach, Coach Nat. Nat. Yeah.
1: We love Coach Coach Nat. Nat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Coach not making a comeback. <laughs> One
1: day we'll get you out there. When Red Bull yeah. sponsors, sponsors me, I'll get Coach Nat out for a week. Oh, okay.
0: Yes. I'll follow you with a GoPro, a like, look it up. <laughs> um,
1: So oh. what's the year look like? So in July, so actually, let's start with June. We're gonna be in the gym. I'll be flying back to Whistler and we'll be training pretty much every day for all of June, getting ready dry land um, for July on top of the Glacier, uh, Blackcomb Glacier in Whistler, BC. We'll be riding Camp of Champions for about three to four weeks. I think it might be open four weeks this year. And then we go to Australia in August And we ride Perisher for about a month and that's a lot of fun. Everyone goes down there. That's awesome. Um, So yeah, everyone on the circuit will be there and it'll be a lot of fun. We'll be there um, uh, August until maybe mid-September. Then everyone heads home and we get a little bit of a break, maybe about a week or two. Maybe about a week. <laughs> Maybe no no break at all because it's a heavy season this year. Um, and we basically just start dry land training right after that. As soon as October rolls up, we go to Switzerland to Saas Bay. Um, Charles Beckensdale puts on a really good jump camp over there. So That's awesome. Yeah, called the Stomping Grounds. Did you see any of that social media? Um, go out, Stomping Grounds. Yeah it's so yeah. much fun he's such a good builder and the boys awesome. just light it up and the girls too obviously but like <laughs> the canadians have been
0: oh, slaying yeah. it's a good show they're throwing down yeah. right now it's it's going to be a fight for who makes the olympics yeah the boys have a yeah.
1: pickle oh my gosh
0: yeah because mark and max have guaranteed spots mark right and max yeah totally and then yeah. we have Mikey, so, uh,
1: Darcy, Tyler. Uh, who else? What? there's more.
0: Yeah, yeah there's more. Uh, like you except, got Max Eberhard and Seb. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh God, they're in a pickle, and they're all so yeah. <laughs> So. I know, it's going to be crazy. I Yeah, like, I feel bad for them. Like, they could all easily make it and then come top, t- all of them top ten, you know? Oh, yeah. So it sucks that you're limited to four. That's
1: so Yeah,
0: bad.
1: yeah the Canadians, yeah. let's make it clear for everyone listening, the Canadians have been top ten in the world at every single competition. And now for the Olympics, only four boys are allowed to go. I guess, four men. Yeah. <laughs> They're men. Yeah. Four men are allowed to fall by <laughs> out of, I think we have eight. Eight, eight Yeah. Or eight. Uh, but yeah, it's a sticky situation for those guys. But the yeah. girls have been killing it too. I think we might have three, potentially three spots open for the girls right now. And if I can just finally heal my darn ankle, Hopefully we can open up fourth.
0: So it's looking good for Canada. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Are you (laughs) fighting for a? Yeah. (laughs) You fighting for a spot in Pyeongchang? Oh, I hope so. Um, If I can. Yeah, I hope you can get back. Yeah, if I can heal up
1: for August, and my my first World Cup will be then in New Zealand. um, Yeah, I'll have a couple chances, and yeah, we'll just see how it goes
0: whatever yeah yeah so for those tuning in and don't know jenna has a ankle injury a bruised talus they think so she's been off snow for most of the season Yeah. yeah
1: it's been a long season
0: yeah yeah, and you've had like a few different injuries, like ACL stuff and knee stuff. Like, I yeah. remember, I think when I first met you, you had just gone through a, a season with your ACL, and then you came off of that to making the national team. <laughs> yeah. That um, was when was like, it? Like, back in like, 2011. 2012, 2013. 20, 20, oh, yeah, yeah, 2011. Okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, I guess 2012 would be the first team, or the first year of the national team. But yeah, yeah ACL is not a far one. Oh, boy. No. Um, injuries just suck in general, but um, my, my perspective would, would be that it doesn't really matter how painful the injury or uh, like how much work you have to put in, it's really just being off snow and away from your sport is the most heart-wrenching thing and most challenging thing ever that I really believe that an athlete will face. Maybe it's just my case right now. No, I
0: totally feel you. I was, yeah, it's like the ups and downs. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, the year that I blew on my heel and every contest I thought it was just a bruised heel so I show up and then I do it again and I'd be like, no, I can't like compete again. So frustrating. Like it's the most annoying. That's
1: that's good point is if you don't have the correct diagnosis, one thing is athletes are putting a lot of weight on their support team and if you know, your physio or your doctor hasn't diagnosed you correctly. Then you're treating the wrong thing, and you could p- be potentially making it worse. So there's
0: yeah, or just like prolonging the recovery. Prolonging
1: the recovery, yeah. Which to me is making it worse <laughs> because every day off snow is painful to me. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You yeah. got a lot of trust in other people. What What were you gonna say?
0: Well, just that like, yeah, you, every day, like you can see someone go up a mountain and learn a new trick in just one yeah, day, you know? Totally. And I mean, of course it takes more days than that to like finally get it. But, but like you're, you're just one more day off snow and you're like, someone could be learning this. Like you just have so much anxiety about yeah. all your competitors and, that, that's and just like, like, like competitive aspect.
1: And I'm noticing yeah. I'm able to sort of reflect on myself and look at how I view snowboarding and because dang, when you get to the national level of this stuff, it's like, at first, I thought it, I mean, it's a lot of fun and exciting and, yeah, but you really need to, like, learn things. You learn, yeah, you you will learn things about yourself whether you want to or not. And you will learn things about the industry and uh, sport. And what I've been learning is that you can either, you know, get consumed by the sport and what you're doing or you can use it as your escape and have fun with it and that's how things used to be before the national team with me and I've noticed a shift and maybe that is part of all my injuries. Maybe I was just viewing snowboarding way way too heavily and putting way too much pressure on myself and and I think maybe these injuries are a blessing in disguise for me and this year I've been able to sort of sit back and yeah change my perspective and learn a lot about myself and i think a big a big key aspect with uh, whether it's professional sports or not is just to freaking have fun oh my gosh yeah and not care so much because as soon as money and politics and sponsors get involved it's easy to sort of give your yourself up for the sport if that makes sense lose your soul totally yourself
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah no I feel you on that I know actually well my favorite part about riding with you was that I was like I felt I put so much pressure on myself and I'm sure like you did too but whenever I was riding with you you were just like Good vibes, having fun, yeah, like versus. There was everyone else was like, oh, like let's train. Like I gotta learn this trick today. Like I have to be here right now, and I need to learn this. Yeah. It's like okay, like calm down. Because <laughs> like I put so much pressure on myself already that to have to be surrounded yeah. by other people who do that all the time too. It's like it, it's it's a lot of stress.
1: Yeah, I and mean, you don't even realize it too sometimes. Like. You yeah. Kind of think it's fun and it's good at a certain point, but yeah. I mean, personally, I think sometimes it can be a little too much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, for sure. That's why it's good to have a good mix of people on a team too, because if everyone on the team is all like crazy and stressed out. Something. um in the same ways it's like just a breeding ground i think that's why the guys are doing so well it's because they're just having so much fun and then they're just pushing each other and they have those good vibes and they're just sending yeah. it
1: oh my god pure passion that's life right there yeah
0: they're just living it's so simple yeah. they're just oh my living god. and they're loving it and they're killing it that is all you need yeah to do. they're doing so well <laughs> It's awesome, yeah. Yeah, they're killing it. They're crushing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So, um, yeah. Speaking of kind of um, snowboarding and like the the ups and the downs and the goods and the bad, maybe give some insight on uh, like how you work to afford training as an athlete. Because people think, yeah, that it's like sunshine and rainbows being an <laughs> Olympic athlete, and you know it's all awesome. You're a pro snowboarder, an Olympic athlete, but there's there's a lot more to it, and there's a lot of uh, you know, hard work that goes behind the scenes that people don't know about. Yeah, totally. And for me, my situation is injuries right now
1: and that's really frustrating. But, um, yeah, a lot goes into it. So, maybe I should start with the transition from me as, like, a solo uh, athlete to the team atmosphere because that, yeah, yeah, that was uh, a a little heavy for me. Um, When you're just having fun and competing on your own. Um, Things are really loose and you don't, you're just depending on yourself. So you have that freedom and you don't have to compromise and you don't have to sort of listen to anyone's perspective or advice. And you don't feel like you're stepping on anyone's toes per se. Um, As soon as you move to the national team, now you're involved with a support team and you have to cooperate with them, whether they're doing the right thing or not, whether you believe they're doing the right thing or not, or they believe they're doing the right thing or not. It just doesn't matter. You have to if you want to be yeah. a part of the team. And the thing with injuries that has been frustrating with me is that not everyone can really pinpoint or diagnose an injury and You know, I have to look at different practitioners and therapists and maybe doctors to get different perspectives and my, yeah, my struggle recently has been maybe thinking I might be stepping on toes or going against what my support team would want me to do. But that being said, you need to do exactly what your gut's telling you to do, um, and I, yeah, yeah. I'm learning that that's really important. And although I'm part of a team, I need to yeah follow my heart.
0: <laughs> I need to follow my heart. <laughs> yeah, in the end, it's an individual yeah, sport, right? Exactly. Like, but yeah. it's
1: super. Yeah. It, yeah. It's super confusing because you have all this support, and it's it's awesome that they're there and and helping you. And you. I mean, I have a I have a strength and conditioning coach and. He has a beautiful program for me, three times, four times a week, and it hits, you know, every aspect of training that I wouldn't be able to, you know, make myself, even though I wish I could. <laughs> and I also have uh, sometimes free physiotherapy, and and they really know what they're talking about. But um, yeah, I just need to make sure that I'm doing exactly what I need to do for my snowboarding. Because everyone's different, right. and yeah, you said it. It's it is a team, but it's an individual sport, and everyone works differently and benefits from things differently. So that's what I've been dealing with, and I think that's my take on an individual sport in a team atmosphere.
0: Yeah, <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, so um, yeah, sometimes like I remember when when I was like snowboarding, people would be like, oh, like. You're getting so much free stuff. You have these sponsors. Like I bet you're like making bank and I was like, "No, like do you know how hard I have to work to support, oh you know, pay gosh. for everything, support yeah. everything?" Like Yeah, so maybe like tell me yeah. what you're doing because like you've been to the Olympics. You were at the 2014 Olympics, but you're still having to oh, work yeah. to <laughs> to train, which you know, it probably takes away from your training, right? You'd have so much more time for That's training and right. recovery if you didn't have to
1: work. Yeah. So, okay, Spencer O'Brien said this. She wrote it in a magazine in an interview several years ago. She said being an amateur athlete is the hardest position you could ever be in. Being a pro, I don't want to say it's like you don't have to work as hard, but it's a lot. You have a lot more support when you're a pro athlete. So that's why I want to mention, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a pro athlete. I have been to the Olympics, yeah, and if I were a pro athlete, yeah. my situation would be a lot different, but I'm not. I'm, right. I'm an amateur, and I'm still fighting for those big contracts and stuff. Or, yeah. I don't know, whatever, just for a big break. I just want to snowboard around the world for free. <laughs> but um, Yeah, I'm an amateur, so. Hook it up. Yeah, I am able, I qualify every year, luckily through my hard work and passion and skills and everything for AAP funding. So the the government gives me a good chunk of money to support my season, because we have to travel globally. And with the exchange rate too, it can be so expensive. Yeah, you know how it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Um, So I get a good chunk of money from that, which is nice, but it never adds up, obviously.
0: No, it doesn't no. come close to, like, covering no, everything. it doesn't come close. No.
1: It doesn't even come close to
0: just living in Whistler.
1: Um,
0: no, it's below, like, the poverty yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's really, it's
1: a lot of money. Yeah. But I'm just really
0: grateful no. for it.
1: Um, yeah. That being said, I'm to grind to work and make money so that I can support myself. In past years, I've had some good support through sponsors, not and like as much as i would need but a good good amount of financial support um and then i've also been working for my dad's companies or sorry company uh making icons using adobe illustrator um he makes computer software it's pretty cool i like it um so i've been doing that to make a bit of money um I'm really grateful that I can do that. Um, but other than that, I've been housekeeping. Um, I actually just got dropped by Bellabong. They had to close down their Canadian office. Unfortunately, they're um, yeah, but the, it's just not going too well in, over in Canada. And I think yeah, they just have a, a better situation going on in the states. So a lot yeah. of people. Got let go, and I was one of them. And it's unfortunate, but that's just the way the cookie crumbles. So some of my financial support yeah. was lost through that. Um, right. So girl, I've been like, I was keeping scrubbing toilets.
0: she's a real life uh, Blue oh, Crush. Yeah. What's a girl in Blue, Blue Crush? Crush? Call me Anna Marie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's you. <laughs> it's so funny. Anna Marie, you got a surge yeah. there. <laughs> you got- <laughs> yep,
1: I'm scrubbing toilets all of June. Holla at your girl, all over Whistler. That's amazing. It's so
0: funny. What do you think people would think if they like they're going to Whistler on vacation to go like skiing or snowboarding, and then they like find out that they're the the person who's like cleaning their <laughs> their their hotel room when they leave to like leisurely go like to après is an Olympian. I know. <laughs> I'm like,
1: I think about whenever I'm scrubbing toilets. I'm just like. <sighs> man these people have so much money <laughs> like, all, like I'm injured I'm not even allowed to snowboard I'm scrubbing
0: your toilet like damn I hope you're a grateful person <laughs> yeah. man, it, it teaches you like good mental toughness and, and oh, patience oh boy
1: it's like I've been learning crazy life lessons and it's I wouldn't change it for the world it's really good you yeah, know,
0: like I have a friend, and he says like he says he doesn't trust anyone who hasn't like worked a shit job, you oh, know, yeah. like who hasn't scrubbed toilets or who yeah. hasn't, you know. He's like, if someone tells me they've never had like one of those jobs, like he's like, I'm just probably not gonna relate. Yeah. Like they're probably not the type of person I want to hang around with. 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It teaches you something.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, it tells a lot about your character for sure.
0: And it teaches you how to treat people too, because you can notice people who like how they treat other people who are doing totally. those roles versus, you know, if you've Fuck. done that role and then you're moving up, totally like know what it takes. you're gonna treat people a lot differently. Yeah, yeah. yeah you have a
1: level yeah. of respect for other people. Oh, yeah. So toilets is I get yeah. to dance
0: in salsa with my boss, Mimi. It's just so fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. awesome. Living it up, living up the housekeeping yeah, life. Life the athlete, <laughs> pro athlete. <Yeah. laughs> So that yeah so that's what it takes to get to the olympics then tell me your experience that's at the olympics takes, so you're there yeah. in 2014. i know i got a i got some awesome snapchats of you in the it, it, like in the olympic village <laughs> hitting up mcdonald's oh my god it looked like the best time like tell me about it I, it, it looks oh so fun my. okay
1: I'm, I'm like speechless thinking of it now honestly because It's just like the
0: coolest thing
1: ever. All the coolest Yeah. Everyone just works so hard for the Olympics. And so having all these people that have worked their butts off in one area and are finally at this rewarding spot in their lives is just, oh my gosh. It's the coolest thing ever. It's not even like... It's like the best energy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's good energy. Everyone's just so happy and... Just so stoked and so outgoing and Frick is yeah great energy great energy and McDonald's yeah. I'm not sure why they're the number one sponsor but they were there <laughs> they were there <laughs> yeah. yeah those McDonald's runners oh yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah that's awesome yeah, that's good and uh, yeah what do you think about the course that was at the Olympics it was pretty gnarly it's gnarly dude yeah. You right. saw it, hey? It was big. Yeah. Um, I remember watching you. Do you remember when you went to go do like a cab five and you caught your toe edge? Um. And you did like a front flip uh, off the jump. Oh, I was watching like God. half asleep on my couch. Well, that was going to be a front From five. home. I wish I hit that thing switch. Not when I was 19. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. Maybe it was so. a <laughs> good But. Yeah, man. Yeah, girl, it was. well. That was the uh, the weather. So the jumps were actually built pretty well. They were huge and terrifying, okay. but if you were, were safe okay. about it and careful, yeah. yeah, they were built really well. The problem that day okay. was that it got really cold and it, there was some ice on the layer, top layer. That was the yeah. scariest thing ever, Nat. <laughs> oh my God.
0: I remember watching. It, I was like, "Oh, oh my, my god. god!" Like Jenna's dying. something yeah, like, oh. goes. I think Craig yeah, was so announcing, good. and he was like, "Jenna Blasman just
1: cheated death, or something." Yeah, I think he did oh, say I that. Did I remember. Like, that was scary. Yeah, I ca- I caught my. I didn't catch my edge. It slipped, and I, yeah, my feet just left me from under under myself. And I was just twirling in the air like a maniac.
0: I don't know how you say that. Like, you, yeah, that was cat reflex. Yeah, it's the trampoline. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Like, when I first started snowboarding, my brother started skiing. That's the first thing my parents were like, you're going to trampolining and you're going to learn, like, how to jump and stuff. Because they would even watch us jump off the diving board at our cottage and they would say that we didn't really seem to have that much air awareness. They're like, now you're going to go hit some jumps and, you know, potentially do tricks that you need that air awareness and if you fall you don't know you know how so then they put us in trampolining and then that totally saved us so many times from countless possible they injuries are smart
1: parents because yeah that's exactly what it is it's saving yourself
0: yeah yeah it's not even about like learning the tricks necessarily it's yeah. about learning how to come out of them and and Aww. you know when you find yourself lost in the air how to figure yeah, it out exactly yeah they're smart parents yeah <laughs> yeah yeah oh, so big air is now in the Olympics it is. and uh, yeah like I know when I was competing big air wasn't in the Olympics and I I remember I had the chance to do the uh, kind of the inaugural female big air in Quebec City and I was like like most girls actually I, I passed I was like no I I don't want to send it off here for nothing especially it was before the slope style so you don't want to oh. really get injured before before slope style do you remember yeah. that it was like it was like women contest, and I remember I went to the the uh, the T C meeting and er- people were like, No, no like no one wanted to do it. I think it was only Lori and someone else. Like no no one from any country wanted to do the Big Air. like, Why? Like we're competing in slope style, we're not gonna get any yeah. points. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's but so funny. tell me about it, like are you trying to qualify for oh, Big yes. Air? And um, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Is it gonna be the same athletes on the team or is it gonna they're gonna have different yeah. teams for Big Air It'll and be slope? the same athletes?
1: So this, it'll be primarily the slope team, but they'll just compete in big air. But they pretty much go hand-in-hand anyway. I mean, your top slope athletes are gonna be probably throwing your best tricks. I mean, the guys are a little different with all the quads and who knows what could happen there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a whole nother ball game that, um it's terrifying it, i'm not gonna lie it's yeah. absolutely oh, terrifying yeah. and that's why all the girls are saying no
0: <laughs> it's yeah so scary. oh yeah you just go down like a scaffolding jump yeah. and like that's yeah like, whatever, and it's you you have no room for error yeah None. that's what it is and honestly
1: every time i'm at yeah. the top my heart is going a hundred million miles an hour boom, 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 and i'm like oh yeah. my god you're looking down you've just climbed like maybe like 50 stairs and you're look, and it's yeah. windy so windy up there and you're looking down that almost a vertical freaking drop and Most likely it's ice because you go in the morning and you have to go whenever the time is allotted to you, you have no choice. So it's it's terrifying. But it's the most rewarding thing ever, dude. Like, you drop in. I'm just thinking of South Korea right now. I was at the top, it's a beautiful sunny day. It was in the morning and I was so afraid because it wasn't built like Quebec. There was a bit of a fly section between the drop and the jump. Uh. And that can be not so smooth in the transition. So it can throw you off as a snowboarder. So much compression, it's crazy. yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, it was so much fun. Whatever, like they built it super well, even though there was a bit of a flat area. The builders were amazing and the jump was huge. And you just launched off this thing like you're going vertical down and then you go vertical up and it's so scary. You have yeah. so much speed and it's the best thing ever. So, yeah, I, I got mixed feelings yeah. about it, to say the least. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. It's good and bads, but yeah, I feel like for people who haven't snowboarded or haven't like competed at the level like that you are and so on, I think that that they get like in their life, like little moments where it's like you get nervous and you get scared and your heart's pumping. And then that feeling when you conquer that, it's like so amazing. But snowboarding is like that times 1,000. Like you you literally could die. It's not like I'm nervous to go like uh, approach this person to ask them a question or to go to a job interview (laughs) or something like that. Like those are like the little life moments, but like that's the thing about snowboarding and sports in general that teach you to life skills because if you can go off like an 80 foot jump and conquer that and when your heart's beating that fast and like go throw it on your biggest trick, then you can easily go approach someone or go to a job interview or do oh whatever, you know? Oh she
1: such a good point. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it too is the little things in life that push you and can be really rewarding. You're right. The warning is like, yeah, you might, like that on yeah, crack. Yeah, like you're putting your life at risk right now. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah exactly yeah oh yeah it's crazy It's nuts yeah you gotta go to your happy place And you know what i was thinking like the year after i quit snowboarding i was thinking one day about like what snowboarding taught me and i was like it taught me presence without knowing that it taught me presence like mindfulness because when you're snowboarding and you're going off that like you can't be thinking about something else like i can't be thinking what am i eating later oh like <laughs> my friend didn't put me back yeah. like what you know like the song is so annoying yeah. like oh like that person was mean to me yesterday like you can't think anything while you're doing that otherwise like right. you die. you do no, <laughs> time for that it's
1: a form of like no. meditation i'd say
0: focus yeah focus. for sure like yeah yeah and i was reading a book and it was saying like um adrenaline based like action and extreme sports are uh, the reason they're so addictive to people is because of that that they actually are people don't realize that it's it is like mindfulness yeah. meditation because you're always like in the yeah. moment and uh, yeah that's why they become such such a big addiction because you're just like addicted to that feeling like it's totally. it's so good <laughs> I miss it like landing like a nice run that you've been working for and oh, just like conquering oh God, that I it's like, so I so know. good yeah it's rewarding to <laughs> yeah.
1: yourself.
0: yeah that's the other one yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. So what what do you got to do to qualify for 2018 other than hopefully get over this ankle injury? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs>
1: right. Um I got to heal up and yep. I I believe I have four or five um qualifying events that could okay. set me up. Um, Those are my only chances though, so right now everyone else on the field has gotten to hit up every competition and um, do their best and they still have five more competitions, four or five, to see if they can still open a spot um, to maybe do a little better like a make they get like a makeup test kind of thing and me like i'm going into the full exam no makeup tests no room for mistakes i have to land on the board no room for mistakes and i have five four or five competitions to do it i'm super like i'm not worried about it I don't want that to come off as cocky because it's confidence totes. <laughs> because,
0: yeah. No, you gotta you gotta be I confident. Mean, I yeah. I really
1: can truly put down a run and come top twenty five times, whatever, no problem. But what I would like to do yeah. is put down a run that I feel happy about. Um, and come top like ten, you know, maybe make finals, top six at World Cups. <laughs> That would be amazing. So, maybe the, the challenge yeah. for me going into these next four or five competitions would be to be conservative um, and not sort of try to throw my best tricks and uh, be the hero. Just be conservative so that
0: I can yeah. qualify for the games. And don't risk any injuries. Oh my God. Girl. Any more injuries. Yeah yeah no risk yeah. yeah we can't do that
1: no so, so yeah that's that's all we gotta got to do About four or five comps and i just got to hit them up hopefully i have enough money in the bank yeah. too gotta um, scrub yeah Yeah, to toilets. make it there gotta keep um, scrubbing. scrubbing keep on scrubbing
0: you should get keep calm and, keep scrub, calm, on. and scrub on scrub <laughs> on i like it such a dad joke <laughs> Um, so somewhat unrelated to snowboarding, I know when uh, we met up in Whistler in January, we were kind of like talking about like books that we've been reading and stuff like that, yeah. which we need to keep in contact and like keep sending books over. But tell me like what books you're reading right now and what impact they've made, because I know you you were telling me about uh, some ones that that, oh, that you were I'm really into. To
1: think of the one because I've been I've been all over it lately. Okay, what's um what's a good one? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oops, I've them all. Okay, let me tell you about I do that all the time. It's like I read so many books. Let I forgot my favorite one.
1: Okay, it's okay, called yeah. The Mastery of Love by Don Miguel Ruse <laughs> Okay, I all right, smell, like, a totally awesome. Right now, but it's beautiful. <laughs> it's called The Mastery of Love, <laughs> and Don Miguel Ruiz um, teaches uh, teachings from the Toltecs. They're um, Nate, they're, I, I believe, they are natives, like Mexican natives, and they have these okay. really powerful, beautiful lessons, um, and they basically teach each other um, lessons of love, of self love, and how important it is to. Um, Put yourself first in a selfless way if that makes sense so uh yeah. love yourself so much that you you see yourself in your neighbor and you know and you treat yourself you treat your your neighbor the way you treat yourself the golden rule stuff like that um yeah, treating people with respect because you see respect uh, within your, you because you respect yourself and you see love within yourself. Um, I'm just reading stuff like that and super yeah, hippie and spiritual awesome. and I guess you wouldn't really expect that from an action sport <laughs> <laughs>
0: athlete. I don't know, we've got a few in snowboarding like. <laughs> That i really into that yeah. kind of stuff. No, for sure. I think after snowboarding, that was the biggest lesson that I learned was, like, um, I guess I was, like, getting upset with people or, like, just kind of, like, being down or, like, depressed. And I was realizing it was it was, like, I was, like, trying to give myself to other people or things like that without, like, thinking that highly of myself, you know? Like, it's hard for you to, like... Totally respect other people if you don't respect yourself or, you know, like, love other people if you don't love yourself, vice versa, and then it just kind of gets, like, you just, it's just, like, it's not as good. So, yeah, I see what you're you're saying about, like, in a selfless way. I'm, like, trying to find a good way to explain it, but, yeah, like, it's it's like you're not putting yourself first just because, like, you think you're better or anything. No, it's like you're putting yourself first because that's the only way you can give to other people. it's,
1: it's the most basic form of love and the richest form of love, and Honestly, I think everyone should study it (laughs) because that's what we are. We are love. We are life. And yeah, I just think it's super important for people to just explore life question it and yeah question life explore it experiment with love like and i'm not talking about your basic experiment with love i mean like (laughs) really ask yourself what it means to love yourself and what it means to love the people around you because whoa you will learn so much about life and your your value will go up it really will
0: yeah. Really well. Oh, tenfold, yeah. So that's the kind yeah. of stuff I've been reading, girl. <laughs> that's awesome. What no, I love you? it. That's what great. What have you been reading? Um, yeah, I've been reading a lot of like sports psychology books lately, actually. Oh, yeah. Um uh, like Yeah. Yeah, so I've been getting a little bit into that and then I'm trying to think what else. Um Yeah, like some different entrepreneurship books and stuff like that, but sometimes I get really sick and tired of like well not sick and tired like I really like them the the books that are like teaching me kind of different things I'm actually going to apply but like practical skills but I like reading more like every once in a while I have to take a break and like read more like a book like that that's more spiritual and kind of just a different aspect than like okay like go hard on this and like do this versus like okay like take time because for me I know that my personality type is to just like be on and like just go hard until I like hit a wall, and so where I need to improve in my life is like the recovery aspect and the balance of, of making sure that I sit down and do mindfulness and like read spiritual books and do things like that and put that into practice so that I don't just burn myself yeah. out all the time, because otherwise everything I do, I'm just gonna eventually burn out in yeah. if, I, if I just go way too hard off totally the gate, you know? Yeah, yeah you're right yeah. you are a go-getter <laughs> you will burn yourself out go hard and all the time yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so that's my uh that's where i'm trying to learn more about have, stuff have yeah, you so, heard huh. that frick i forget what it's called but peter jensen wrote
1: this book he's a psychologist actually he works for the canadian team um Oh my gosh. And it's a sports psychology book
0: and it's so good. Peter Jensen. Sports psychology. Are you looking it nope, up? I'm, I'm looking, looking it up. up. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz honestly, people should say well if,
1: if yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> should I buy this book? What one is it? Oh yeah, girl. Definitely. Thriving in a 24-7 what is, world. Whoa, is that what? It is? I like that. <laughs> That's not what it is, right is it? I don't know what that is, but I like it. <laughs> it says, an emerging tale about growing through pressure. Oh my gosh. And, or, an energizing tale about growing through pressure. Thriving in a 24-7 world by Peter Jensen. Oh, yeah? No, no, it's, no?
1: It's actually called Igniting. Ignite the Third Factor. Ignite okay, the third Oh one. And yes, it is beautiful. It's um yeah, it's all about oh, managing yeah, stress levels pretty much in sport. And
0: that's right. something that
1: in competition you you sometimes overlook. You don't think you're stressed or you don't try to practice being stressed in situations but that's what competing is <laughs> doing your best in a yeah. stressful situation oh. so this is the book managing stress yeah this is yeah. the book for that if anyone needs to read up about <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah if anyone's going to do it i'm going to uh, yeah i'm going to read okay so ignite the third factor and then this other book kind of looks interesting yeah that now. sounds good <laughs> Yeah, let's let's get that one. Thriving in a 24-7 world, an energizing tale about growing through pressure. Ooh. Why not? <laughs> Add it to the list. See, my problem is I have so many books on the list, I don't know where There's to start, so but, um, yeah. Because I actually have, like, I have so many books like that I've bought already and audiobooks and stuff like that, and I just haven't oh been able to get through them. So it's like... Yeah, so it's like putting them in a queue of like which is most important to read <laughs> yeah. first, you know? I'm like, okay, like I bought this one a month ago, but this one like I need right now. Like That's funny. so <laughs> yeah, who knows. But I'll get to I, them for I sure. I know you well, girl. <laughs> You are a learning machine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Trying. Anyways, trying to consume as much information, but not just consume, but like absorb absorb it all. So it's kind of hard to if I'm reading. Yeah, I'm reading one and then I'm like straight to the next and I don't like have time to sit down and put into practice. So that's kind of what I've been doing now, actually. So the last few weeks, I haven't really been reading too much and I've just been trying to. Put what i've recently read into practice and then i can get back to reading and learning oh, more new stuff that's
1: important actually to really learn the material after you read it that's a good point yeah
0: otherwise you just like read and remember it but you're not if you're not using it or if it you know you're just yeah, gonna forget you're like actually studying it that way yeah you know yeah that's cool yeah yeah so i have a fun question <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I have a fun question I like to ask everyone and uh, so out of like things that you do daily, maybe it's part of like your morning routine or like your just daily routine or whatever, what are three things that you think everyone should do, you know, whether they're an athlete or not that can make their life better (laughs) I like that
1: Okay First one I would say ask yourself what life is just ask yourself a well, life this And by yeah. that, you are going to go... You're going to get caught up for an hour. Good luck.
0: <laughs> Thinking about yeah. life. Oh, yeah. you can Just sit. think about it. It's yeah. really important to do. Do you ever do that? Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. You get so it's sidetracked. It's interesting, for sure. Yeah. It's like, what did I do today? Did I accomplish any work? No, I just <laughs> thought about life.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, there's two things. It's, yeah, accomplish your work and then why are you doing it ask yourself why you're doing it pretty much that's why you're asking yourself what life is what it's about what the heck do you want to do with it i find that exactly yeah so many people just run through life trying to chase a dollar bell and
0: yeah they don't even know why they're doing it and it breaks my heart it really does i know until they're like 60 and they look back and it's too late like yeah yeah that bums me out too what's life
1: what's it about what do you want yours to be about we can do anything we want we're so lucky okay so that's that's the one thing i would say that's got to improve quality of life um all right the other thing wow i'm really i'm happy i apologize um (laughs) no it's awesome everyone should either look in the mirror or don't look in the mirror when you say this, but tell yourself that you love yourself every single day. Just, I love you. Just, yeah. I freaking love you. And smile when you say it. Maybe a little chuckle because
0: you're funny too. <laughs> but just tell yourself <laughs> you love yourself. I love you and I'm so funny. It doesn't matter if, if people don't respond yep. to my funny memes in the doesn't group matter. chat. Like, I'm I hilarious. I love
1: myself. <laughs> and
0: you will notice, awesome.
1: like, prick you'll notice more love and with that you'll be telling people that you love them more and good will come from it when you love yourself yes. you see yourself there awesome. others you reflect good vibes
0: i'm a hippie good vibes <laughs> good vibes big. only
1: <laughs> um <laughs> okay so that i think yeah peace peace, peace and love <laughs> Ask yourself what life is, yeah. and love yourself. What's the third thing to do every day? Um, oh, I'm such a loser. Visualize. No, that's visualize, good, I'm perfect, guys. yeah. Gotta visualize every day. So whatever it is, yeah. like, like where you wanna be in 20 years, where you wanna be in 10 years, uh, the way you want to maneuver a snowboarding trick, for instance, <laughs> um, how you <laughs> how you want to look a certain way, how you want to act a certain way. You know, just plan out your life through visualizing because it's the easiest way to do it. <laughs> it's the
0: easiest way to live. Yeah. Well, if you can't see yourself there, then you're not gonna get yeah, there. You know what that's I mean? Your first like, have yeah, gotta visualize it to make exactly. it happen. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Ask about life, love yourself, and visualize. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Yeah, perfect. All right. So where can people find you if they want to follow you um, on social media or if you have a website or things like that? Oh. Um, oh list it off. Please follow me at Jenna Bean um, <laughs> on Instagram
1: and Twitter. That's J-E-N-N-A B-E-A-A-N-N <laughs> With lots of love. The double A and the double double N. (laughs) Um, Awesome. Follow me and I'm on Facebook, Jenna Blasman.
0: Let's be friends. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining me. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Well, for sure. Thanks for having me, girl. This was a hoot. I hope it was a success. Yeah, no. Definitely, for sure. Hey, guys, just a reminder that if you enjoy any of the episodes, I encourage you to leave a review and share your thoughts. I'm super engaged on social and love when you guys hit me up at Natalie Alport with your thoughts or just to say hi. This podcast would not be possible without you guys, the listeners. So thank you so much. I'm really grateful. All In is brought to you by 93 Agency. 93 Agency helps your business grow. 93 Agency's mission is to help businesses realize their full potential through providing services that enable them to reach audiences in creative and valuable ways. 93 Agency specializes in digital marketing and social media management. 93 Agency generates leads, improves credibility, and increases customer loyalty, all while saving your business valuable time and costs. Check 93 Agency out at 93agency.com or follow on social media at 93Agency. For more awesome content, head to my website at www.nataliealport.com and follow me on social media at Natalie Thanks for listening.